0: And in order to achieve this, you really have to separate yourself. You really have to separate yourself from other people in order to find your way through life. Now, a lot of people may not get what I'm saying, but for those who do and who really at this moment is looking to change their life and looking to, you know, find a different way of thinking and being, find some different peace, different solitude in your life. Just you, you're just looking for a change. You, you know that there's something else out there. You know that there's something else that you should be doing. You know that. You're here for a purpose, that the universe gave you something. And right now you may be going through some things, you may be suffering through some things, whether it be emotionally, whether it be something physically. And in my opinion, I think the physical pain is the easiest thing to get over way more quicker than something emotionally, something that deals with the mind, something that's physical is much easier to get over with. But in terms of where you at right now and you're trying to make a change, you're trying to develop, you're trying to grow and be something in someplace different. And you know, you just don't know where to start. You got to start with yourself you must start with yourself. But again, this ain't for everybody. Like you're gonna have to separate yourself from people. If you got a cousin that lives somewhere far or a family member that'll let you stay with them and crash with them for a month or two, that's something that I would take advantage of and do. That's what you need. You really have to separate yourself. Not say it like now, I know you may be saying, oh, I got a job, oh, I'm in school, I got responsibilities. Now, this is of course, this is would be for a person who don't have a job or responsibilities right now. I'm talking about a person who's just completely independent and trying to figure it out. So I would try to take advantage of a cousin or relative that I have that's somewhere near that allow me to stay for a few months you know what i mean and just get myself together so to speak now let's just say you can't do that let's just say you marry right now and you got kids and you just can't separate yourself from your kids of course right so if that's the case that means you have to take on a much deeper understanding of what it is that you're trying to do and you must incorporate your kids and family into what it is that you're trying to do in terms of making this change meaning that they are part of the change now here's the thing it could be your spouse or the other significant other partner in the relationship that may not be receptive to this change. Now, you don't want to force it upon them, still allow them to do them, but at the same time, you have to develop a deep understanding within this relationship that takes a lot of communication to tell them, yeah, yo, this is what I'm working on. And then they have they, they must support that. And if they don't support that, now that's something that you're gonna wanna question, right? You're gonna wanna question your, your, your uh, commitment to the relationship with them for the betterment of you, so to speak, for the betterment of who you are and what it is that you're trying to do what it is that you're trying to be, especially if you have chaos in your life, especially if you're suffering. Remember, this is more of a personal thing. I'm not telling nobody to just walk away from wherever they at. What I'm saying is examine it, think about it, look at it. Pay attention to it, reevaluate it. Cause you know you ain't gonna never leave your children. Of course, they're gonna always be that. But in this case, it's not telling nobody to walk away. You may just really need to convey it on a much stronger level that you need some time, you need some support for what it is that you're trying to do because you feel in a certain way. And if y'all in this thing together, which is this game of life together for a commitment, a marriage or a so speak or a relationship or whatever it is, that's something that that person would understand and wanna support. I'm, I'm assuming, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming, right? But again, th- what I'm saying is not for everybody because you can have two people in a relationship that just love chaos. To them, that's okay. Then Now it's going to come up to a point in time where you no longer want to be that because you're growing. You no longer want to do that. This is a part of that process. This is what it takes in order to get to that particular point. You got to separate yourself. You need a lot of me time, a lot of me time. You need a lot of time to yourself. You have to go monk, so to speak. Like even if you have, you can do this and still be employed. You can still do this and work a job. You know what you could do? When you get to your job now, you need to stop communicating. You need to just fall back and only communicate when necessary and when needed. All the unnecessary, just meaningless conversations that you have at work with people. People should start sensing and changing you at work where you start separating. It ain't personal, it's just business. You no longer talk, you just focus. So what do you do in your spare time? When you feel the urge, because you remember, human nature is going to tempt you to want to talk to other people. But when you feel in that urge, you need to get in your book. Uh, open up YouTube. Pull out your podcast. Stick that shit in your ear. Remember, stick to the script. This is discipline. This is a new thing. You got to try. It. You got to do it, man. And everybody ain't for it. This and, ain't, and this is not for everybody. I'm just giving you guys a different way and a different way of thinking and trying with regards to change. When you're trying to do something different, you're trying to come up. You're trying to look at life in a different manner. You're trying to live a certain way. It takes a certain amount of change and it all starts from within because can't nobody make you happy. The only person that can make you happy is you. Nobody can't make you happy. good day good day everyone I want to welcome you all and I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of this podcast today is Sunday may 5th 2019 which means we are in week 19 of the new year we are in week 19 of 2019 again today is Sunday so we creeping right into week 19 of the year of 2019. And I would like to start this episode off by wishing everyone who celebrates a happy Cinco de Mayo, a happy Cinco de Mayo. I hope everyone had a chance to enjoy the weekend as we wind down and prepare for the week upcoming here. And with that being said, let's just go ahead and jump into today's fun fact. With today being Cinco de Mayo, so I was going to do a little bit of research on my own. And I thought to myself to say, hey, let's go back and talk about today, the actual holiday of Cinco de Mayo and why we actually celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Well, according to Britannica.com, Cinco de Mayo Spanish for the 5th of May, also called the anniversary of the Battle of Pueblo. It's a holiday celebrated in parts of Mexico as well as the United States in order to honor a military victory back in 1862. You're talking well over a hundred years ago when the French forces of Napoleon Bonaparte were defeated. However, we also celebrate with family, food, music, and traditional Mexican celebration of mariachi bands, plenty of drinks. Now, that brings us into today's topic of today's episode, in which we're going to discuss the importance of building a very strong work ethic, a very strong work ethic, and the importance of what that translates into success. So now, when we talk about work ethic... Now, let's go ahead and just define this overall. Let's utilize Webster's Dictionary in terms of work ethic, which they apply as a principle that hard work is intrinsically virtuous and or worthy of a reward. So bottom line, whatever you put into it is what you get out of it in terms of work ethic. If you put 10 into it, you're going to get 10 back out of it. If you half-ass it, you're going to get half-assed results, so to speak, right? So we're talking about developing. We want to talk about developing a strong work ethic and what that actually means and what that correlates to in terms of success. So number two, one of the first things that we're going to start off with, right? This is very important in terms of developing a strong work ethic. Now, this may be to some people less important as it is to most people, right? The importance of being on time on time and respecting other people's time in terms of developing a work ethic right now i'm going to throw some examples out there along the way as we talk about this now i remember there was a time well i'll share an example there was one time in a friend of mine and he asked me can i take him to a uh job interview for working at a school and i was like yeah sure i'll help you out and now he told me the day before that he needed to be there at 10 okay cool So it was about at least 30 minutes away from where he was at and probably about 20 minutes away from my home. So I probably showed up about 45 minutes early to give him a ride there. And when I showed up 45 minutes early, uh, he didn't come out till about 30 minutes later. After I actually told him I was on my way, pulled up in front of his home and told him I was there, he actually came out 30 minutes later, literally 30 minutes later to go to a job interview, which was 15 minutes from the time he needed to be there at 10 a.m., right? So we're talking about practicing punctuality and being on time in terms of developing work ethic. Now, along the way, I picked up immediately, I became kind of agitated. Even though it wasn't my interview, I was still kind of agitated at the fact that you had to be a certain place at a certain time and that that wasn't that important to you to prepare ahead of time to be there. That's a part of your work ethic being late and being punctual are two different things, right? We all know that, right? But the importance of it in setting the tone in terms of work ethic, it doesn't matter. You want to respect other people's time. If you have a job interview, let's say it's scheduled for 10 a.m., I think you should be there by 1045. Again, if you're showing up at 10 a.m., you're already late. That means you're flustered, you were rushing to get there, or you didn't prepare ahead of time to know the right directions to go to. Again, this is part of developing a work ethic. In all honesty, you should have been researching this days ahead of time if this is your first time ever going to that particular area, so to speak. If you know you have to be a place at a certain time, you want to pay close attention to that and respect other people's time. This is definitely a part of Developing a work ethic—it's the same. It's no different if you were expecting someone to be somewhere or to have your check, so to speak. I'm using money as a reference at a certain time. And let's say someone told you, "Hey, I have your check ready for you at 3 p.m." And you get there at 3 p.m. and your check's not ready, you're gonna be probably upset a little bit, agitated, probably pissed off, so to speak. Right? Now you gotta think about that, and you flip that on the other spectrum. Let's just say you have to be at work every day at 8 a.m. and you're showing up every day at 8:15, 8:20, 8:07, 8:10. You're not taking it serious, so to speak. Not saying that life doesn't happen, but if you're doing this on a continuing basis, you're not someone who I could depend on in terms of being here on time when I need you. You may look at this and say, well, it's just being on time. Well, that's important to me. To me, that plays a huge part. Let's just say you're in a multi million dollar business deal and you have to be at a meeting and they're asking you to be there at 6 a.m. And you're saying, oh, I don't get up that early or you're strolling in at 630 a.m. or something like that. I don't want to do business with someone like you. You don't take you. You don't respect my time in general. And we're talking about developing a healthy work ethic. That is extremely important. So for those of us who choose to minimize that, I would tell you to reexamine that and think about that and try to incorporate that into your routine in terms of developing a healthy work ethic. All right. So the next thing, let's talk about uh, professionalism, being professional doesn't matter the situation, doesn't matter the circumstances. We're talking about developing a work ethic. It does not matter where you come from, the background you come from. When it comes to business, there's only one language, and that's the language of business itself and the outcome of it, which translates into a profit, which being money. So you're talking about developing professionalism, right? So what do I mean by this? Now, there may be times in business in which there's a different language and people play a different game in terms of business. So you may come across a situation in which you may feel that you've been wrong from a business perspective and you want to may handle this a different way outside of the norm in business, the norm of what business is, meaning going to court systems and things of that nature. But hey, if you feel that you can handle this a better way, which may income entails, uh something that's outside of where you become more emotional in the aspect of business. I know money is involved, but I also want you to think about how you actually handle the business, right? We're talking about developing professionalism. You can't take an environment that you come from in which the way you deal with things are different from the ways of business. So when I say deal with things, people in business may say, the first thing I want to do is sue you, right? And they want to go through the court route. But if you don't have that type of mindset and you don't come from that background, you may say, hey, well, the first thing I wanna do is become physical with you, or I wanna forcefully take something for you, or I'ma physically harm you, or do something to you in that manner. That's not professional. I know you may look at it and say, well, hey, you taking something from me. We're talking about developing a work ethic, right? There's different ways to get it. And you gotta look from a non-emotional standpoint when we talk about work ethic. This is not involving emotion. This is just a person who's developing an understanding of how to get what they want in an efficient manner, so to speak, right? So you may have a mindset in which the environment where you come from, where you deal with things on a physicality level, where it takes physical involvement or physical confrontation in order to get what you want when someone when you feel that you've been done wrong. But in the essence of business, in the essence of what business is, that goes through the core systems. That's when you utilize the law, so to speak. And if you can't separate or divide the two, you're going to have a hard time developing a healthy work ethic, so to speak, in order to get people to work with you. I'm not saying that good things do not happen to bad people in business. Remember, there is no moral basis and capitalism and we live in the united states of america so the best way no no, let me not say that let me refrain from saying the best way but again most ways in terms of dealing with people on a level when we talk about professionalism and developing work ethic in business is to stick to the business route you'll have a much more higher success in the outcome of being repaid through the business format versus going through a physical portion of wanting to physically do harm or do things that that may put you in a spot where places you in a position that you don't want to be where you end up hurting yourself more than you help yourself because the person that you're going like that for or going towards that for they don't view it the way you do the first thing that they're going to want to do is involve the authorities in the court system you on the other hand may not understand that concept which will force you to lose in the actual aspect of business and developing a work ethic because you're looking at it from more of an emotional standpoint all right So now we're going to talk about the most important part of work ethic is to cultivate self-discipline, cultivating self-discipline. So let me use an example. Let's just say, I think I used this on a prior podcast in which I said, let's just say here, this will tell you if you're separated, if you have a strong work ethic or you still need to work on it. Let's just say you didn't have a job right now, right? You were unemployed and someone says, Hey, 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 you know what? I can help you out. It's not a guarantee, But I need you to be, wherever you live at right now, I need you to be in the downtown area of whatever city you live in or whatever country you are living in right now and you're listening to this podcast. I need you to be into the downtown area of your city. Now, let's just say, for an example, the downtown area of your city is uh, 25 miles away. Uh, You don't have any transportation. You have to rely on public transportation in order to get to where they want you to be. But not only that, they want you to be there at 3 a.m. And there is no guarantee that they're even going to give you the opportunity. You're just going down there to fill out the application. Now, we're talking about cultivating self-discipline. The majority of us as humans, more than likely, in my experience and what I've seen along the way throughout my journey, is that most of us won't get up at 3 a.m. Most of us will pass up on that and say, hey, man, I'm not doing that. That's not for me. Hey, I'm not getting up at no 3 a.m. for no unguaranteed opportunity. Again, we're talking about developing a work ethic. We're talking about cultivating discipline. But along the way, you go down there, let's just say you do not. You don't get the opportunity. You don't get it. You go down there at 3 a.m., you show up, and there's a line wrapped around the corner for one position, and there's over 50 people in line for that. And let's just say you don't get that. But again, I want you to think about work ethic. I want you to think about a mindset. And your mindset of getting up at 3 a.m. for an unguaranteed opportunity plays a huge part in developing a healthy work ethic, which will, until 100%, if you do have that mindset to get up at 3 a.m., Will inform you in the future for an opportunity which will lead to success. Because again, this is a part of developing a healthy work ethic. Most people won't get up at 3 a.m., but for those of us who will, we understand the importance of cultivating self discipline. Anything worthwhile achieving takes discipline. I'm gonna say that again. Anything worthwhile achieving is gonna take some discipline. You gotta stay focused on a long term goal and not being sidetracked by a, a short term gratification, meaning that. You just want to sleep in at 3 a.m., but I'm telling you to come down. There's no guarantee. It's a 50-50 chance that you may get this particular position or not. But again, you you, you want to delay that for a sense of being sidetracked by short-term gratification of just sleeping in instead of, hey... You know what? Even when you don't want to do it, you still got to do it. Getting up at 3 a.m., catching a train, a bus in order to get to an opportunity that may or may not come through. Most people won't do it. But for those of us who understand the importance of developing a strong work ethic, we'll do it in a heartbeat. Won't even think twice about it because we've probably been up at 3 a.m. for the last three days chasing those same type of opportunities because that's who we are. In terms of wanting to develop a strong work ethic and cultivating self-discipline, you have to train yourself to be persistent, guys. You must train yourself to be persistent and to follow through on anything that you choose to embark upon. I don't care. Here's another example, right? I was having a conversation with a coworker earlier through the week about work ethic. Now, let's just say, for example, when somebody gives you an opportunity and say, "Hey, you know what? I I, I, I want to pay you twenty bucks to come in and, and and clean my clean my clean my clean my bathroom for twenty bucks." Now. Here's the example I use and say, well, most people may come in and say, all right, cool. You can give me 20 bucks to just clean the toilet because they probably just have an idea. of, OK, that's easy for me to come in and do. Well, I'll just go in and I'll wipe down the toilet, grab some paper towels, spray a little bit of Lysol on there and I'm good to go. That's a quick 20 bucks until you get somebody that comes and say, hey, that's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking you to actually clean the toilet from top to bottom and press me, so to speak. I'll still pay you the 20 bucks for doing this half-assed job, but I will never call you again. But for that individual who chooses to go above and beyond, not only will they get 20 bucks, they'll probably get an opportunity to clean another 40 more bathrooms for 20 bucks, so to speak, versus the individual who complains about something that they choose to embark upon. If I tell you, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks to clean the toilet and you accept that, but you choose to do a half ass job and still want to get paid for it. That's not developing a healthy work ethic. That's another thing about complaining about something that you choose to embark upon. You choose to do this. You choose to do it. You accept the offer, but you do a half-assed job and you still want to be rewarded for the full price of it. And then when someone calls you out on it, you complain about it. You whine about it and moan about it as if someone's asking you to do something hard or something that you chose to do. But you want to be paid the full price for it, but do half of the job for it. Again, that's not a healthy work ethic. And in many most cases, that's what you'll see when most people will complain about things, about what it is and how they're doing it for something that they're choosing to do, but they're doing a half-assed job at it and acting like it's someone else's fault. No, it's 100% on the individual who chooses to accept what it is that someone's willing to pay you for to do. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Don't accept the offer. But if you do do it, you need to put your all into it. That's a part of developing a healthy work ethic. I'll I'll use myself for an example. I remember as a young child, I've always had this mindset, right? Uh, I think my first job is when I was around sixth grade or something, in which I used to wake up at 5 a.m. and I'd go outside and stand in the middle of a four-way intersection on Laramie and Chicago Avenue at 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and sell newspapers the Chicago Tribune and the Chicago Sunshine. Now, this was in the late 80s, right? Late 80s when I was doing it, At around 10 or 11 years old. I'm getting up at 5 in the morning. My mom's waking me up asking me, am I going outside to help this man sell papers? He would actually sit at McDonald's, and he would watch me with a cup of coffee through the window, freezing outside in the snow as I stood in the intersection to sell newspapers from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and he would give me five bucks every day. And I was also the kid who lived in a projects growing up where I was hustling pop bottles. If somebody finished like now again, we're talking about the 80s, going into the early 90s, in which pop bottles, a coke bottle, you turn it in, you get 10 cents for it. I was the kid going around to every apartment and the project, housing project asking, can I have their pop bottles? I was the same kid that would wake up on a Sunday when there's no school so I can beat all my other friends to Mr. Bill House to ask him, to his apartment to ask Mr. Bill, can I go get his paper for him to get the dollar on a Sunday? The hustle has always been crazy. That's work ethic, work ethic. I, I think I've had a job that paid me an actual paycheck and taxes since I was like 14 years old. Since I, Literally since I was 14 years old. My first job was through Mayor Daley's summer job program back in Chicago. I don't know what year it was. Back in uh, 1992, 1993, or something like that, first job that paid me a paycheck. Again, there's also other things that I did, but that was my main hustle, just developing that work ethic early on. And this is wasn't something that that someone actually taught me or showed me, so to speak. I think it just came from in the environment that I w- that I was in at the time. And looking around at myself, not wanting to be different because I didn't understand what being different was. It was just something that was innate within me to always find a hustle to always you got to be doing something. You got to be doing something. You got to be doing something. You got to be trying to get it. You got to be out here trying to make a way for yourself to provide for yourself. Now, I'm only speaking to people who set a goal in their mind and say, hey, I'm trying to achieve something in life. I want to change my life. This is something I want to do. And for those that don't, this isn't for you. And I'm not trying to speak over anyone's head, but for those of us who are trying to hustle and who understand what I'm saying, you have to put in the work. You must build a strong work ethic. You must. You got to use your time wisely. Everything, let's just say you're working a nine to five. Well, you should be working from nine to five for for them and then from five to nine for yourself. Be it going to school, you're working on your own business, you're getting your blog up, you're starting your website, you're killing your social media pages, whatever it is. This is a part of developing a strong work ethic. This is what it is. If you're up at 3 in the morning and you're writing a paper, right, for school, and then you got to be in class at 7 a.m., and then you got to be at work at 12, and let's just say you come into my class and tell me, oh, Professor Carter, I, you know, I've been in class and I've been up all day writing this. I don't care. Why are you telling me that? you hustling. You're working towards a degree. You're trying to graduate. You're trying to earn a certificate or a degree or something, right? This is a part of the process. This is a part of developing a work ethic. If you can't do this, if you can't manage yourself in this realm, and I'm being honest with you, if you're setting out to do this, and you're choosing to do it, there'll be no success for you if you spend most of your time complaining about how hard it is and about how hard you have to work. If you're trying to chase it, you're trying to get the check, you're trying to secure the bag, well, this is what comes with it. You have to work for it. You might be up at three in the morning writing a paper and got to be at work at seven in class again at 12. Oh, well, so what? That's a part of what you're doing. If there's nothing wrong with you mentally or physically, you don't have any ailments or anything holding you back, you should be working if that's what your goal is, if this is what you set your mind to do. If this is what you're choosing to do, I'm not talking or speaking to anyone who doesn't have goals, who doesn't have a mindset. If this is is not your goal to grow yourself, to develop a healthy work ethic, to grow from where you're at, to become more successful in the things that it is that you're trying to do. I'm telling you right now, guys, you're going to want to use your time wisely. If you're working a nine to five, you should be working from five to nine for yourself, five to ten for yourself again be it building your own website working a second job going to school uh taking some online classes uh starting your business uh spending five hours on business youtube videos whatever it is that's helping you grow you're building a work ethic so let's just say you're in the work environment right and you do have a job and let's just say you work at mcdonald's or walmart and i know i'm always hopping on walmart but let's just use mcdonald's or walmart for example you have a job you're there right And and, and your boss asks you and invites you, hey, hey, you want to go to lunch? Of course, I want to go to lunch with you. Why wouldn't I want to go to lunch? Even if I don't like you or not, I won't say like, but even if I don't care for you in that sense, in terms of how you may choose to operate, of course, I do want to go with you because for me, if it's me, I want to pick your brain. I want to see how you got to where you at. I want to know exactly how you got to where you at. I don't I'm, I'm separating my ego. I'm separating my emotions. Now I'm looking at it. What can this person give me? What can they teach me? This isn't personal. It's just business. If someone's asking you to do something that's outside of your uh, job duty, so to speak, I'm not talking about on a constant basis because then they're taking advantage of you. But if someone's saying, hey, can you help me out with this once or twice? Of course I will. Why would I? Well, that's not my job. Well, you're not a hustler anyway, because see, I'm thinking from the long term. Remember, perception is everything, especially in that work environment. Perception is everything in that work environment. If someone's asking you to do something that's not within your job, duty, or description, and they're not trying to take advantage of you, let's just say they are trying to take advantage of you. The first time you give them a pass, yeah, I'll help you out. The second time, it's up to you to remind them and pay attention to yourself. What's the benefit for me to do this for you? If it's coming from a person who can't help you elevate your game, or who can't help you grow or get a promotion within that company or position, you might just wanna have a conversation with them because they may be trying to use you in a sense. But if it's somebody who you can actually benefit from, why not help them? Why not go above and beyond? Why not stay the extra 30 minutes and not get paid for it? Because again, you are thinking like, well, I need to be paid for every second moment of my time that I'm here. But if you do something that 30 minutes and you're not paid for it, it may later on more than likely turn into an opportunity in which you will be compensated for it on a much larger scale. Again, why settle for a $900,000 advancement check, which will turn you into a permanent slave, so to speak, to that company? Well, I'll say, I'll give you 20,000 right now and we can build one together that'll last us a lifetime. Again, you gotta think outside of the box. You gotta think outside of the box in terms of your hustle, in terms of developing a work ethic. This isn't something that you're going to do overnight, but this is something that I would highly advise you to be more mindful of in terms of developing a strong work ethic you must be mindful of these things and you also must accept that many results of what you're trying to do will require hard work guys we're talking about developing a work ethic you also got to be crazy you should be doing multiple things right now if there's nothing wrong with you mentally or physically and you're choosing and you're wanting develop a better life for yourself or you do want a better future for yourself well it all starts right now you gotta hustle for it nothing's going to come to you easy you must remind yourself of the simple casualty chain from decisions to actions that result like let's just say for example where you have a willingness to you you just want to work your ass off right you just want to really hustle but if you have such a resistance i'm sorry such a resistance to the notion of pushing yourself if you have like like an overdeveloped sense of entitlement so to speak that all goodness and life should just flow through you with effortless ease, that's great. Then, then this isn't for you. I'm being honest, this isn't for you because you don't have that mindset just yet. I'm not saying that you won't develop it, but you still have to grow into to understand a deeper understanding of what it takes to reach success in terms of work ethic. But if you're more pragmatic and a, a, a realist in terms of what it is that you're wanting to do, if you can recognize that that many of our goals are, are too big, so to speak, in terms of the challenging aspect of it, just to attract it for what you want then that's when you'll be successful think about that on a much deeper level right you got to take action and you got to know that it's going to take a lot of hard work it's going to take a lot of discipline and you must notice how self-discipline versus lazy feel to you what does it feels like when you're when you're disciplined when you're just on it you're on it for let's just say 30 days straight you're on it you're on it you're waking up every day 6 a.m as soon as you're getting up you're handling you're exercising you're meditating. You're getting your thoughts in order before you start the day versus when you feel unmotivated, so to speak. What does that feel like? And being mindful of that. And you got to notice that during those times when you're actually disciplining yourself to take action and often feels like good, right? Once you get past 15 minutes of being in your zone, so to speak. Now, think about this. Sure, it's nice to enjoy the end results of when you put it all in, you work hard, you discipline yourself. And here you manifest what it is that you're actually wanting. But also remember what it feels like to push yourself beyond your comfort zone, right? And what it takes to get that and to get into that flow. That's the most important part of pushing yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, pushing yourself to do things that you don't normally do. How did it feel when you put in that extra hour, right? When I said do that extra 30 minutes, even though you're not getting paid for it, but just do it. How did it feel? But you, you, you actually accomplished something. You helped somebody, whether it was a customer, coworker, whatever it is, you, you helped somebody, you did something. Then you go to work, then you kind of feel justified, When you take some time off, so to speak, because you know that you've been putting in work, right? And then you put in the time to complete that extra project that you've been wanting to do on the side, meaning your own side hustle. You're working from 9 to 5 for them, then you're working from 5 to 9 for yourself. Sure, it involves some sacrifice, but what did you give up? So what? All right, you didn't watch TV. You you miss loving hip-hop this week. And, and, And you didn't update your Facebook status all week long. And, and, and you just chilled. So what? All right, that's a part of the process because you're doing other things. What did you gain from those efforts, though, for that whole week where you didn't act, you didn't participate in any type of social media activity? You didn't spend any time surfing the web or anything like that. You were just focused solely on your own business. You were focused on solely growing yourself. I'm just asking you to try that for one week and tell me the end results. You can't tell me you don't feel stronger. You can't tell me that you don't feel wise. You can't even tell me that you don't feel like you've grown in that time when you learn to discipline yourself in certain aspects. You know, you got to think about this, right? I want you to also think about this one and what it really means to embrace responsibility. All right, go back to what we just mentioned when I talked about, let's just say you choose to, somebody offers you a position, you interview for it, you accept the terms for it, you start on the first day, you get in there and you must embrace the responsibility. Now you see, hey, this can be a little bit overwhelming. Maybe you weren't prepared for it, but again, that's your responsibility to make sure that you go full throttle into learning those procedures, learning those policies, learning whatever it takes to be successful in that sense right you can't come in and do a half-assed job and then complain about it then whine about it and moan about it but you still want to be paid your full price for whatever it is that you were offered for that position to me i think that's unfair so to speak and many of the times people do that for years and decades so to speak right you've gone to the dmv you've been inside many of these places whether i don't want to hop on walmart target anything like that But you've gone to places where people have been there for so long, they become jaded in that position. They feel titled. They do half-assed jobs now, right? Only person suffer is you, the individual, the customer, so to speak, or the person on the back end who's asking for that particular service. The person who's doing it, they don't really care. After a while, they no longer have that work ethic. But you do. You observe it on a sense. You feel more affected by it, right? So this is something that you really have to take into account in terms of how you actually develop a strong and healthy work ethic. This isn't gonna be done overnight, by the way. This isn't something that you're just going to turn on and it's just gonna happen overnight. You're gonna have to start off by focusing. You're gonna focus. Let's start off by doing this. Here's the first thing I want you to do. Go ahead and make a list of priorities. What's your priority? What are your priorities? In order to develop a healthy, strong work ethic, you gotta start off by knowing what your priorities are, putting them in order. What are the priorities? You have to take work more seriously. That's what you're gonna have to do. Whatever you're at right now, you're gonna have to take it much more seriously. This doesn't mean that many important aspects of your life that aren't related to what it is you're trying to do in terms of that goal, in terms of your work, because you still got family and things like that, right? Nor does it mean that you have to work all the time. I'm not saying that you gotta be working 24-7, 365, just always working. However, we're talking about developing a work ethic, but doing work time, work-related tasks that should be your primary concern. Like, if you're working for an hour straight, just just focus on the work aspect of it. Try to just tunnel vision it and make sure you're balancing your work and your non work life so that you have enough time and energy to work well. That's the thing. Many of the times we wear so many hats, right? I want you to think about this on a deeper level the amount of hats that you wear. Let's just say you're, you're a mother or a father father, uh, you're married, so that means you're a significant other, a husband or a wife. And then you work let's just say you're a manager you're not a manager then you're a friend then your brother uh, uh then your cousin there's so many different hats that you actually wear and i want you to take this all right throw it all up in the air and balance all these relationships out and i don't want you to let anything suffer we're good luck well good luck we're trying to do that good luck we're trying to accomplish that along the way so this is where we talk about developing and incorporating a healthy, strong work ethic, so you understand what it means to balance, where you understand what your priorities are, where you're not just roaming through success, well, trying to seek success on a whim, so to speak. If, let, let's just say you're, you're partially or completely in charge of setting your own work time, right? Let's use this for an example. You will sure to have time to minimize the distractions when you're working, right? Because you're in charge of it. And you can work for a set period of time because you're in charge of it. So that allows you to set a specific number of hours and treat those hours throughout the day as if it's your own time, so to speak, in order to just dive deep within to what it is that you're trying to do and to trying to grow. Factor some times in for breaks, go ahead and get your quick meal. But for the most part, you wanna diligently maintain A log of the times that you're working and how that actually works for you so what do i mean by this again go back to what i said if you're working for them from nine to five you should be working for yourself from five to nine you should prioritize things. You should put things in chunks, so to speak. How do you want to work on this? What takes priority of this? Who needs my attention for this? Let me direct it in these moments, so to speak. These are conversations that you should also be having along the way with your family, with your friends and significant others. So they become more keenly aware of what it is that you're trying to do and the person that you're trying to come—I'm sorry become in terms of developing this work ethic. The work ethic is more towards developing that strong work ethic is ultimately leaning towards having success. Go back to what I talked about and the importance of being professional, being respectful to others, being respectful to other people's time, being respectful to other people's money. Again, we live in America. There is no moral base in capitalism everything is for sale everyone has something for sale there are things in between but it's up to you to be mindful and to accept the things that you will accept in business and the things that you won't accept in terms of business in terms of developing that I'm sorry developing your own healthy work ethic being respectful to others showing consistent when I say being respectful that includes time being respectful to people's time showing consistency being reliable being honest And other values are a part of a good work ethic. Again, being reliable. Can I rely on you? Can I rely on you in terms of your work ethic? How much of a flake are you in terms of work ethic if you are presented with challenges? When you are presented with obstacles, do you complain? Do you look to put them on others? Or are you looking to grow from those challenges and obstacles? Are you looking to delve deep within to the challenges and obstacles and assist and help with solving them in order to grow yourself along the way? When you make mistakes, Or don't complete your work. Do you make excuses for it? You got to own up to your mistakes, own up to your shortcomings, promising to improve in the future that shows maturity and willingness that others are willing to work with you. Now, I'll use myself for an example, and I'll use examples that I do in my own daily work environment, right? I'm very good at uh, emailing and admitting to mistakes. uh, not, Not so much as not that I'm making several mistakes, but I know we all perceive things differently, right? So I'm very good at removing my ego and apologizing, even if it's not my fault. I don't care. It's no ego involved. This is more for me to be able to navigate that work environment, to be able to maintain relationship with people. Because again, our perception of the work environment is totally different. Minds is something that may appear to be hard to others may be easy for me, so to speak, in terms of how I perceive it and deal with it. For others, it may be overwhelming. So it takes someone to come in when someone's feeling overwhelmed and they need to vent or they may want to complain or they may not know how to balance that. And it's up to you to actually not mirror that energy, but someone has to be more keenly aware of the environment and to, or and I'm sorry, in order to get what you want out of people, you must be able to maintain a certain level of emotional intelligence that allows you to maintain your professionalism where you can navigate, understand people, give them what they want, so to speak at the same time they're willing to not only work with you but work for you not only to work with you but work for you again that's very important you got to maintain a good reputation aside from working and doing your own tasks well you can cultivate a good reputation by being honest with people following workplace rules also not workplace rules but workplace norms the workplace culture when you decide to go outside of it and go against the grain that makes you at a target people don't really want to work with you so to speak and I'm being honest people really don't want to work with you you got to avoid all that gossipy stuff at work see this shows that you're focused on your job you got to treat others fairly you got to be a team player along the way be personable and you got to wish your coworkers well when you see them winning clap for them give it to them again it's not personal why do you care don't get caught up in all that other stuff all that oversharing don't do too much of that as well be personal keep things to yourself your personal life is your personal life Work life is your work life. Avoid all that office drama. You don't need all that. That's too. That creates too much negativity into your life. I know it's so easy to get into, but it's also so hard to get out of. I know it's so easy to get into, but it's also so hard to get out of. This is something that you must keep in mind. You're trying to develop a healthy work ethic. You're trying to develop a healthy work ethic. And I cannot stress the fact of the importance of self-discipline. Staying focused. Making choices that benefit you in the long run is also part of developing a good work ethic, right? Remember, we talked about helping someone out for 30 minutes, but that 30-minute help out might turn into an opportunity that leads into a much higher pay grade later on. This means being able to tell yourself and others when work needs to come first as well. Like, what are the values? What are the things that you dedicate yourself to? What's your ambition and your persistence? That's what's valued the most when people pay attention to you. Those are the things that can lead to success. You can also apply this in any environment, be it work, school, or in your personal life. Remember that if you tell yourself you need to put something on hold in order to take care of work first, that doesn't mean that you'll never get around to it. You know what I mean? That's you being more pragmatic in your approach, developing a healthy work ethic, not taking on more than you can chew. You recognize these things from afar. Reward yourself more by relaxing. You know what I mean? Don't take things so serious. After you finish your work, and especially if you know you put in a good days of work, celebrate, reward yourself. Celebrate and reward yourself. And if you're working on your own thing, you're trying to become an entrepreneur and you have a job at the same time, you got to set some time aside specifically for your own work for yourself. These things are very important in order to maintain a healthy work ethic. You do not want to become so jaded. You do not want to reach a point where you just don't, where you just be have a perception by others that there's always an issue, that there's always a problem. And then in that case, people no longer really want to work with you, so to speak. So that's something that you got to be very, very, very mindful of. When you're working, you're trying to accomplish something, right? And developing a strong and healthy work ethic will definitely help you define yourself. This is also how you can measure your work as a person. But not only that, this is how you develop yourself on a personal level as well as a professional level. This also, developing a healthy work ethic, it also allows you to relate to others on a much deeper level. Again, you have to know yourself, right? In order to develop a strong work ethic, you have to have ambition within. You can cultivate ambition. You can grow ambition as well. How do you do that? By surrounding yourself with people who actually support you by finding and pointing out an individual who you admire and then modeling their behavior as well, right? When was the last time again? I said this in a prior podcast about how we'll spend more on a car than we do on our mind. How we're... We're, we're quick to buy a $25,000, $30,000 car before we'll spend $15 on a self-help book, so to speak. Goes all back to developing a healthy work ethic. You want to minimize the amount of complaining that you do for things that you choose to do. It's just like uh, having a kid then being a shitty parent because you complain all the time about it. Like, like you chose to have a kid, right? You, you This is something that we choose to do, right? You, you can't not now back out on the task. You have to put in the work. You have to be responsible, guys. You have to be responsible. You have to. You have to step up to the plate. You must minimize your complaining. You signed up for it. No one put a gun to your head and say, hey, this is what you must do. Now again, I'm not I'm only speaking to individuals who are looking to develop a strong work ethic, who are going through things and trying to make a more positive change. For those of us who set our mind and our on our and our goal as success, so to speak, be it in business, be it in our personal life these are the people who i'm speaking to every single thing we do is a choice every single thing we do is a choice please guys do not do anything that you don't want to do do not do anything that you do not want to do you cannot show up to a job for a year and complain about how much the job sucks it's not the job it's you 100 percent it's you no one puts a gun to your head and say hey show up every day this is something that you're choosing to do. And the reason why you're miserable and the reason why you're complaining in those actual situations that I just use as an example, because you do not have a strong work ethic. Things won't come to you freely. You must work at it. You must discipline yourself in order to grow yourself. You must work at it. You must discipline yourself in order to grow yourself. This is a part of the process. Again, the challenges, the obstacles. Those are all the part of the process. But again, one thing that you have to do is work hard. You must work hard. So again, if you have to be up at 3 a.m. writing the paper, you got to do work at 7, class by noon, that's a part of the process. That's a part of the hustle. That's a part of getting what you want out of life. That's a part of the goal that you're setting for yourself. There was another example that we used and we talked about, hey, well, let's just say you want to purchase a home. And in order to purchase a home, you must be able to pay the mortgage, right? So in order to pay the mortgage, you got to have some source of income, right? So in order to get the income, you must go out and either become an entrepreneur, get yourself a job, some type of way you got to earn income. So let's just say along the way of earning that income, you choose to pick up a job at Walmart, McDonald's, so to speak. But the people you work with, you may not gel with them in terms of personality. But if you work there and you look around and you see there are opportunities to grow yourself, to earn more money, so to speak. But you let your ego get in the way in terms of developing a work ethic within that environment and putting everything else to the side, your personal feelings, in order to get what you want out of it. That's an issue. That's a huge issue. In order to get what you want out of it, you got to work for it. You got to work for it. You got to bend your ego. You must be flexible to other people's personalities and attitude. Remember this, guys. This is very important. You can't take your way of thinking and being and your norms your social norms and apply them to the rest of the world and expect the rest of the world to bend to you remember you're a certain way the rest in the world is a certain way as well so in most cases it'll be up to the individual to adapt to the environment and to understand the environment And once you become an understander of people, I think I mentioned this in another podcast in terms of the best type of skill you can have is that of being able to read and understand people. Again, that'll give you success. And all of your relationships, every single work environment that you go into, you'll be able to navigate it successfully if you're able to understand people and human behavior. Again, all this falls back on you, right? All this falls back on you in terms of developing that work ethic, developing who you are, working hard, hustling at it. If you're up at 3 in the morning, writing a paper, you got to be at work at 7, class at 12, that's a part of the process. If you have a job and you're working 12 hours a day because you're the manager, but as the manager, you have ambitions to become the district manager. You can't complain about the process of working 12 hours. You can't complain about all of your workers calling off on you on a certain day. That's on you to fix it and find out about it and solve that problem. That's on you to mend those relationships and to grow yourself. That's developing that work ethic, be it in a relationship, spending more time with your kids. All those things are part of developing a work ethic. So if you're up with your kids on the weekend for 24 hours and all they want to do is play, run and yell and have your attention. That's a part of the process. Those are the things that they'll remember that. Yeah, my dad or my mom, she worked hard, but she also spent a ton of time with us. She or he or she knew how to balance their life. They weren't complainers about it for the things that they're accepting. They didn't choose to take their energy of being overwhelmed and overstressed by work and then neglect us in the process of who we are as trying to be a family, so to speak. Because in my mind, I think the purpose of me working hard is for my family. So that's the first priority of it. So if I can come up with creative ways to spend more time with my family and earn more income, so to speak, I'm going to develop a work ethic early on to build my own self, so to speak, a autopilot way of receiving income my ultimate goal is to build a impenetrable financial fortress around my family in which my children's children wouldn't have to worry about finances along the way through their part of the journey of life so to speak All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. I hope you guys had a chance to enjoy this. I hope you guys feel a little bit more enlightened and more informed and able to take some tangible things and apply them to your everyday life. So once again, I want to thank you guys all for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. As always, if you have any questions, any issues or concerns, you can always shoot me an email or give me a call. Also, I wanna give you guys a heads up to be on the lookout uh, in the next month or so. No, you know what? Let me take that back. I'll give it to the summer. It's up and I'm gonna release my website. And on my website, I have a lot of stuff up there for you guys in terms of how to find a job. I got some sample resumes up there. I got a lot of good job leads up there, a lot of good job postings up there. I want you to check out my blogs for regards to different topics and things I like to post on you'll also be able to check out some visuals us me in the studio and some of my guests in the studio as well as we bring you these episode of this podcast so again i want to thank you guys for tuning in and i'll catch you guys on the next one have a great week Bye bye